You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. I want to answer a question that was directed to me today. I got this question from a great leader in the profession, and the question was, Paul, um, I've got a couple of team members who have joined, but they're not doing anything. They haven't upgraded to the other products. They're not building the business. What do I do? How do I help them? And this is such a great question. And so I want to share my top three, drumroll please, closely guarded secrets to helping your team in the best way without driving them nuts and making you crazy at the same time. I think those are some important distinctions uh, to make because there are a lot of different things you could do in this scenario. But the goal is we want to keep our sanity and we also want to uh, help them in the very best way. So a couple of things as a framework before I share my, my tips that I passed along to this great leader. Number one, Motivation is required. And that's really what we're talking about here. How do you motivate somebody to buy the products you want them to buy? That's one question. The other one is how do you motivate someone to build the business? Okay, so that's that's the, 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 the basis. Motivation is required. And what's motivation? Motivation is just simply the spirit behind taking an action. That's what motivation is. And so once we know that motivation is required, the next thing to understand about motivation is how does motivation take place? And I always love to quote Anthony Robbins on this. And Anthony Robbins said that the two greatest motivators for a human being are number one, hope of gain, and number two, fear of loss. So those are the basic categories of frameworks that we have to choose from to motivate somebody to do something that we perceive might be a good thing for them to do. The other thing that's really good to understand, motivation is temporary. Okay, so remember that motivation is temporary. And the last thing that I want to say before I get into the specific guidance is you want to choose your tools wisely. And I say choose your tools wisely because there may be things that work to motivate somebody to do something temporarily but don't work long-term, that's something to be aware of. And another distinction to be aware of is that there may be things you can do to motivate somebody that might work, but they might feel awful to you while you're doing them. And they might feel awful to the other person while you're using those tools on that person. And I'll just give you like a quick example of this. One of the things that the media loves to do is they love to use fear to motivate people. They they love to use fear, pain, worst case scenarios. They want to get you in the state of negativity all the time. And part of the reason they do that is because Anthony Robbins said, as I mentioned, two greatest motivators, hope of gain and fear of loss. The other thing Anthony Robbins said is that by far the greatest motivator is fear of loss. So if we understand that, we now know why the media always uses fear of loss and the worst possible case scenarios. They'll pick the worst thing that's happening in the world and they'll broadcast it on the screen And they'll use that to capture your attention and motivate you to rage or motivate you to anger, motivate you to whatever they want to motivate you to. And yeah, that does work. But the question is, how does it feel inside your heart? 
to me, it feels terrible. And so even though that tool might work, I don't like to use that because it doesn't feel good to me. I would rather lean towards hope of gain, love, example. These are tools. These are motivational tools that to me, they also work and they feel better. And if you want to keep people around, that's another thing to be aware of is that if you want people to stay with you long-term, which is what you really want to do if you want to build residual income, it's important that we all feel good because if we don't feel good, we won't stay around long-term. So those are just some frameworks that I wanted to lay a foundation with. And now I'll get into my top three closely guarded secrets to helping these team members in the best way, in my personal opinion. Okay, so there's three, three top secrets. Number one is to do your best to be a guide. And what I mean by being a guide is you never want to tell people what they should do. You never want to tell people you know, hey, if you don't do this, your life's going to be terrible. Hey, why aren't you working? Hey, you know, get up and let's 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 do this. Why don't why don't we set a plan for you to make 50 calls today? Um, that's not being a guide. That's being a dictator. And to me, I'm a freedom crusader, so I love freedom. So whenever I feel like somebody is trying to dictate to me, in other words, put strings over my soul and pull the strings. And they're, they're saying to me, hey, Paul, I want to be your puppet master. And I want to tell you, hey, raise your right leg. Okay, put that down. Raise your left leg. I hate that. I do not like that. What I do like is I love guides. And what a guide does is a guide will be there to help me clarify what it is that I want and then help me see the potential actions that lie in front of me that I can take to get what it is that I want. That's what a good guide does. And when you have a good guide, it feels good because it feels like you have a mentor. It feels like you have someone who loves you, who cares about you, who's putting your agenda first and foremost. And their agenda is really just to help you achieve whatever your agenda is. And so how does this play out specifically with these two team members that my friend Joe, we'll call him, was asking about? Number one, when somebody joins, as far as this, and this relates to upgrades, helping someone you know, buy whatever additional products you think they might need to buy to achieve their goals. When someone joins, that is the very, very best time to connect with them and be a guide right when they join. And why is that? It's because motivation is temporary. So when someone joins, their level of motivation is really high. They were inspired enough. They had that soul of action in them enough to pull out their credit card, make a purchase decision, buy a product, join a business. So that motivation is high. So if you can be a guide inside that framework where you know the motivation is already there, that's a really key time frame to help someone see the best options that they have before them. And so one of the things that I like to do, actually two of the things that I like to do, number one, I have a welcome video that I send my new members that does two things. Number one, it stimulates the motivation, right? And, and the way that I do that is I say, welcome to the team. I'm so excited you got started. You've made wow, such an amazing decision. And I reconfirm to them what a great choice they've just made. And, and while I'm doing that, I welcome them to the team. I let them know I'm so happy they're there. 
And so I'm creating this atmosphere of good feeling that's just continuing the feeling they had when they pulled out their credit card and they made a decision to buy. The next thing that I do in that welcome video is I have a set of bonuses that I offer to my team members. And these bonuses are tiered, meaning they are based upon their level of product ownership. And while I'm doing this, I let people know, hey, you know what? No pressure. Uh, I want you to do what's best for you. Why is that? Because I want to be a guide. I don't want to be a dictator. And so the goal is we can find out what their goal is, like how much money do they want to earn? What's their dream? Why did they join the business? Is there a pain they're trying to get away from? Is there a pleasure they're working on going towards? And if you and they can become clear on what that is, it kind of pulls them from the other side of the table. If you can imagine two people sitting down at a table and let's say your adversaries a little bit and your adversaries on the other side of the table, you're looking at them, they're looking at you, and you're like against each other. But if you can invite that person to, to come over and sit on the same side of the table with you, and now you're on the same side, and now you're both looking at the same direction and looking at the same vision, and if that direction and that vision is what they want, you're in the very best place to be a helpful guide. So in this video, uh, send them the welcome video, uh, do all the things that I mentioned, and then I also lay out these bonuses that are based on their product purchases. And then I illustrate in that video how owning the other products can help them get to where it is that they want to go. And what are we using there? We're using hope of gain. And we may also use a little bit of fear of loss, but I don't like to harp on it. But the fear of loss might come in, say, for example, where maybe you have a time frame where these bonuses are available and then they're not available or a time frame when a discount on a product is available and then it's not available. I'm OK using fear of loss sometimes in those ways, because to me, they're a little bit softer. And we do want to encourage people to take action for their better futures. And so you can do that. You can send the welcome video. You can use some bonuses. And then the other thing that you can do that's all in alignment with everything that I've just talked about is you can have a strategy session with them where you say, you know, hey, I'd love to pop on a Zoom and help you get things set up, answer any questions that you might have and help you get into profits as fast as possible. Would you be open to doing that? And you notice that question, would you be open? Is that something you'd like to do? You know, rather than, hey, you know, we're gonna do this. Here's where we're gonna get together. You always are respecting the other person's choice. That's what a guide does. And as long as you're framing those questions with benefits that are beneficial to them, usually there's no way in the world why they would decline that type of an offer. And so you get on a phone call or a Zoom call or heck, even one-on-one -on -one if you're building with someone in your local area and you have a strategy session. And in that strategy session, what do you do? All these same things that I just mentioned. You find out what their goals are. Why did they join? What's important to them? Where do they really want to go? You let them know that you're there for them, that you're someone they can trust. And you do that by just building a little bit of relationship. And then in that strategy session, as long as they trust you and as long as they know you're on the same side of the table with them, when you get to the point where you say, great, Joe, you know, you've told me that you want to earn $3,000 a month. Um, you know, have you considered purchasing this other product because it can help you get there 10 times faster? Have you, have you thought about doing that? What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any questions about this product? Does that make sense to you? And your goal as a guide 
is not to close the sale. I want to be specific here. It's not to close the sale. Your goal as a guide is to do your best to illuminate the truth about what lies in front of that person. And what I found in my 10 plus years of doing this kind of stuff from home is that when I show up with the right intention, which is to help the person get to where they want to go, and then number two, I illuminate the best path forward. Number three, I ask them how they'd like to proceed. Nine times out of 10, they always choose the best path forward. <laughs> and, and if you've done this all in the right way, that usually means they upgrade and you get a commission, right? Um, and so that's how you can apply this being a guide in a strategy session. Now, once you're past that initial stage when somebody joins, we're back to the motivation is temporary sort of a thing, right? And so at this point, um, if we want to entice an upgrade down the road, we have to be a little bit more creative. And that just involves maybe uh, you know every 60 days or 30 days or 90 days, maybe you do a promotion within your team where you teach something and you offer some kind of a bonus for the people within your team and you let them know that, hey, this is available to you. It's really awesome. And by the way, you know, upgrading is going to help you reach your goals faster. And if you do decide to upgrade by such and such time frame, I'm going to throw in this bonus, right? Because you have to re-motivate because motivation is temporary. So those are two strategies that my friend Joe could use to A, help that team member upgrade in the beginning and then B, help that team member upgrade uh, down the road. Uh, but the other thing, and this is, I think, the most, two, two, two more things. So I've talked about being a guide. That's number one and how you can be a guide. Number two, and this, I think, is the most powerful way you can help your team, and that is to be an example to them. When I first got started in network marketing, there was a phrase that they used to talk about in the meetings, and they would say, you never want to find yourself pushing a rope. And so the temptation with my friend Joe and his two team members that aren't doing anything is to, let me call them. Let me call them three times a week. Let me call them 10 times a week. Let me, let me see how I can help them. What can I do? What can I do? You know, what do you know? What do you not know? What's holding you back? Let me dig into their psyche. Let me dig, 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 and see what I can do to push the rope. <laughs> and if you've ever tried to push a rope, you probably haven't, but you can imagine in your mind, if you try to push a rope, it doesn't work very well. But on the other hand, if you get on the end of that rope and you pull that rope, the rope pulls right behind you with no problem. And that leads us to the second thing um, with motivation is the best way you can help your team in many cases after they've gotten started and after you've done your job to be a good guide and helping them get started is to be an example Go forth, produce, show up in your business, produce results, go for your dreams, take action every day, be a light in your business. And if you'll do that, what can happen is the people that were not producing, they'll see what you're doing, they'll watch your feet. And I'll tell you what, your feet are way more powerful than your words. And if you can combine fast moving feet with words, now you've got a really powerful formula for influence. So you set the example. One of my favorite quotes from Paulo Coelho is he said, the world is not changed by your opinion. It's changed by your example. 
And fortunately for my friend Joe, who asked me this question, he's in the business that I'm in. And in the business that we're in, we earn an unusually high amount of residual income for our personal production. So what does that mean for Joe? That means for Joe, it is actually way more profitable for him to go and produce and gather more customers because he's going to grow his income faster. And while he's doing that, not only is he doing that, he's setting an example for the other team members on his team where the hope is they will see, wow, look at Joe. Joe's really taking off. Wow, Joe's hitting his income goals. Wow, Joe's really creating a lot of change in the marketplace. And they'll be inspired to start following uh, in those footsteps and they'll be motivated, right? They'll be motivated uh, to plug in. The last thing that I think is really important that my friend Joe can do and that we can all do to motivate people and help them in a way that doesn't drive them crazy and doesn't drive us crazy. Again, if you're pushing a rope, that's going to drive you nuts and, and it's going to drive them nuts. Nobody likes to be hounded all the time. And so the last thing that I would recommend is my third closely, closely guarded secret uh, for helping your team without going crazy and driving them nuts is community. Community is big. So in the beginning, if you can help your team members get plugged into your community, that's big for a couple of reasons. Actually, a whole number of reasons, but two main ones. Reason number one is because if people can get plugged into a community, now we've at least gone a long way in solving that temporary motivation problem, where if they're plugged into a community that's constantly inspiring and leading and giving calls to action and adding value to their lives, right? At the same time, now that motivation can reignite and you don't have to be the one to reignite that motivation. I started a conference call a little over 10 years ago, uh, a daily conference call. And part of the reason for that call is because I wanted to be motivated right at the start of every single day. And I wanted my team to be motivated at the start of every single day. And I've been so amazed over the years at how I'll go to sleep one night and I'll wake up in the morning and I'm feeling not motivated, but I plug into that call, which really is a community, and then I get motivated again. Now, if I plug my team members into something like that, what's happening for them? The same thing. They're getting motivated every day. They're getting re-inspired every day. And I'm not the one doing it because it's a community. And that's the other beneficial thing about getting your team members plugged into a community support structure, you've heard the phrase, I think this comes from the Bible that says something about a prophet is not a prophet in his own country. And what does that mean? That just means that a lot of times if you're someone's sponsor and they join and a little bit of time passes, you can start to lose your influence power over that person because you're fam they're familiar with you. Um, Earl Nightingale said, familiarity breeds contempt. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I do know that if you're familiar with somebody, if you're friendly with somebody, if they get to know your faults along with your strengths, then your words may not carry as much weight. But what is really powerful is when you can get someone plugged into a community where now it's not just you giving them calls to action, inviting them to do the things they need to do to grow their business every day. But it's Amy and it's Mike and it's Nick and it's all of these other people in the community. Now you've got um, social proof working in your favor and you've got uh, this tendency that we all have to want to be a part of a group. We want to be in alignment with a group and 
um, in the book Influenced by Robert Caldini, he talks about these sh these shortcuts that we have in our brain, these influence shortcuts. And one of those shortcuts is that we've learned over time as human beings that we're thinking thought is work. And whenever we come to a decision, there's a lot of work involved in research and we want to make sure we're making the right decision because we don't want to go into pain. We want to go into pleasure. And so it can be stressful to make decisions. And one of the things that human beings do is they've learned to take shortcuts on decision making. And one of those shortcuts is if everyone else is doing it, then that might mean that it's a good thing for me to do. And then we'll decide to just do what everyone else is doing. If you've ever purchased a product on Amazon, one of the things that I always do, I go straight to the reviews and I read the reviews because if everyone else is saying it's a good product, now I have a shortcut. Now I don't have to do all the research and I can just pull up my credit card. And I can just buy the product, right? Well, a community can do that. If you get people plugged into a powerful community, you get all of those benefits. So um, for my friend Joe and anyone else who's listening, I hope this is really, really helpful. Um, just a recap, motivation is required for decision-making. Motivation is temporary. You want to choose your tools wisely. And my top three closely guarded secrets, number one, be the best guide you can be. Number two, lead by example in the best way that you can. And number three, get people plugged into a community that is worth being plugged into. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening. And whatever you do, always go for your dreams.